thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Abnormal Psychologist, the show that shares everyday insights into getting the best out of your mind, body, and lifestyle. Now, please welcome your host, The Abnormal Psychologist herself, Carrie Thompson-Casey. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Abnormal Psychologist with me, your host, Carrie Thompson-Casey, the show where we are giving you the how-to to get the best out of you. Today, we are talking to Marcus Pierce. Marcus is married to Sarah, a chiropractor, and they have two children, and they live at Ocean Shores, just outside of Byron Bay. Marcus has a background in media and the health and wellness space. He has spent seven years in the media and a further seven years in the chiropractic industry. He is currently CEO and executive producer of The Wellness Couch and co-host on the successful and informative podcasts, 100 Not Out and Inside the Champion's Mind. And Marcus has a passion, not only for AFL football, he also has a passion for teaching others how to live an exceptional life. And if you're anything like me, I know that you worry and wonder about achieving your potential. So it would be great to hear tips about living an exceptional life and all about his journey. So welcome, Marcus. Thanks so much for having me on, Carrie. It's awesome to be on The Abnormal Psychologist. Can't wait. Yes, no, thank you very much for coming. So can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Tell us your story. Yeah, sure. So you mentioned parts of it there and I suppose I, I grew up not really thinking that I'd be where I am today. I always thought I'd be a football commentator, thought I'd be the next Eddie Maguire or yeah. Bruce McAvaney and I just loved football growing up. It's all I ever thought about. My dad took me to the footy when I was about five, I think, and um, I still remember, I think I was on football, I think I was on TV at my very first football match and I had mud splattered over my face when Jason Dunstall, who played for Hawthorne, kicked a goal and it was a wet muddy day and when he kicked the football the mud went on my face and I was like I am just in my element here (laughs) at five years of age and I was hooked ever since and I just loved numbers and I loved seeing the stats of the players and knowing everything about them and I kind of carried that passion for football for the next 20 odd years of my life through school and then uh, studied journalism at university and landed work in breakfast radio whilst I was still at university and then moved into 24-hour sports radio and then to TV at the footy show at Channel 9. Wow. Um, and it was then that I met my beautiful wife, Sarah. I met her through mutual friends just before I started at Channel 9. And Sarah, as you said, is a chiropractor and I was a smoking, drinking, 23 or 24-year-old thinking <laughs> that I was healthy but recognizing after I spoke to Sarah at length that I was clearly not healthy. I went to the gym and I thought I ate well, but you know, I had a, three cigarettes a day and I didn't mind a drink. And that was really the beginning of the whole paradigm shift of the of the change in the direction of my life. And then so we traveled together. I finished at Channel 9 after about 18 months. We traveled together for a couple of years and that was really the beginning of the next step. Came back home and started a business and had a family and um, yeah, and then uh, landed at the Wellness Couch and Beyond. So it's been a, it's been a big 10, 15 years when you Yeah, you've been when very you busy. It. Very busy indeed. So tell me about that connection there. How did you come to be part of the Wellness Couch and, and develop the podcast? Well, it's funny. It's actually um, through Sarah. 
studied with Damien Christoph, my 100 Not Out co-host and one of the wellness guys, and uh, Sarah and Damien, both chiropractors, and it was through Sarah that when I knew I was in Melbourne one day and I had a bit of time to kill, I had a meeting with the accountant. I thought, I'll drop into this practice, which has a really good reputation run by the Florianis, and I dropped in and there was Damien Christoph who was an associate of the Florianis and we got chatting and obviously we're telling each other our stories and the rest and now we got on like a house on fire and that's really how it all began and then um, when uh, the wellness guys were up and running and they were kicking goals and realizing that they had a really good following, they wanted to start doing some events but they weren't really too sure how to run these events and obviously with my experience in the past, particularly in TV, they asked me to come on board and join the couch and obviously help run their events and help run the podcast network and help it expand and the rest and 18 months, almost two years later, here we are. So we're up to 1.4 million downloads a year, I think, um, across the entire network and across Australia and uh, many other countries. It's it's amazing when you have a look at the downloads and where in the world people are listening to the podcasts, it really does blow your mind it could be in oman or it could be in uh, africa or it could be in you know countries of south america that you've never been to and it's it really does just just blow your mind like an amazing reach that's that's really quite impressive yeah it's been cool so tell us a bit about the abnormal psychologist as we've talked about before the podcast is about people developing their potential and particularly in areas of mental health where perhaps worries and anxieties or low moods getting in the way of people achieving their goals. And you've got two great shows there. I was wondering if you could tell us about each of them. So tell us a bit about what 100 Not Out offers the listener. Yeah, sure. Well, I've always, uh, since about 2010, I'll give you a bit of the long version. So I never really, I, I don't, never really thought in my in my life that I would become somewhat obsessed with aging gracefully, living well, living a great life for your entire life. And it was in 2010, our daughter Maya was born and Sarah was spending a lot of time in the bedroom feeding Maya and helping Maya go to sleep and all of those things. So I was reading a lot of books. I love to read. And I was reading a great book by John Robbins called Healthy at 100. Now, if people listening have heard of the Baskin Robbins Ice Cream Corporation, yeah. John Robbins was the son of the founder, one of the co-founders of Baskin Robbins Ice Cream. Right. And he essentially ostracized himself from the family because he told his dad he didn't want to commit his life to creating the 30-second flavor of ice cream and committing his life to ice cream. He wanted to really go and, and inspire the world through, uh, through better health. And he wrote a great book called Healthy at 100. And in the very introduction of that book, he spoke about a study of how the Yale School of Public Health interviewed people and they asked them as you age or they asked them if they agreed with statements as as you age you become less useful, as you age you become more of a burden, more of a liability and what was fascinating was that the people that agreed with these statements actually died seven and a half years younger than those who had a positive perception of aging. So all that was being measured was a belief. They weren't measuring diet, exercise, lifestyles, genes, anything else. They were just measuring a belief and this really captivated me because I was thinking, holy moly, like with my media background, I was thinking, well, what role does the media have to play in spreading this message of as you age, you become less useful, you know, you turn 30, 40 or 50 and you're over the hill. Uh, We have all of these excuses related to our age. I can't do this because of my age. And then I thought that, you know, in, in practice, when I saw all of Sarah's patients coming through each day, you know, nearly every single one of them had a disempowered view of aging, of getting older. Okay. And so then I just, I played with that idea of really committing the next phase of my life to this 
purpose of helping people change the way they view their life, change the way they view their future, change the way they view getting older. And, you know, I really sat with that for a while and six, maybe 12 months later, I remember calling Damo and saying, let's do a podcast. This was before I was involved in the Wellness Couch. Okay. Um, I called Damo, I said, let's do a podcast. We'd obviously kept in regular contact. I said, I love longevity. I remember, I remember summarizing that book. And I actually sent a summary of it to Damo. And I don't know why. I sent it to my family and I included Damo in the group email. And I said, here you go, family. I've been reading this great book. Here's some of the wisdom from John Robbins. And so Damo knew that I had an interest in this. And when it came to actually getting it out there, I said to Damien, if you'd like to be my co-host, I'd love to have you on board. And away we go. That's amazing. yeah, so everything about 100 Not Out is helping people really feel confident about the rest of their life and actually look forward to it. So we interview graceful ages. We interview people that are climbing mountains. We interview climbing mountains in their 60s and 70s, people that are um, doing body sculpting in their 80s and 90s. We interviewed Sister Madonna Buddha the other week who's 84 and is running Ironman triathlons. Oh, wow. We interview people that are bucking the trend and we interview people that are living truly exceptional lives that aren't doing what the masses are doing that are, that, yeah, they're just, they are, they have, they have left the herd, they are living their own life and they are living it magnificently and they really do, I suppose, present as great role models for us to truly make, as I say, using the corny line every week, to truly make the rest of our life the best of our life. Okay. So it was almost like in that first instance with John Robbins that you gave your family the highlights, but you wanted to then share those highlights with the listener. What, what do you hope that the people listening to 100 Not Out are taking away from the episodes? Just a real, a real enthusiasm to continue to live their life to the fullest, no matter what their age is. Um, so that's really the premise is that people listen to it and they go, wow, like, yeah, that's absolutely spot on. You know, if Sister Madonna can do it at 84, then imagine what I can be doing at 84. You know, I might yeah. want to be learning the piano. I've just been recording some videos about, you know, Jean Calmont, who's the oldest human ever to live on record. She took up fencing when she was 85. She was riding a bike age 100. Incredible. Um, you know, Ruth Frith, who was in Queensland, uh, died at the age of 104. She was winning gold medals at the World Masters Athletics, you know, in her hundreds. Amazing. And she only was taking up athletics in her uh, mid-70s, you know. So I just feel that people feel somewhat disempowered just because of a number being their age. And so 100 Not Out is all about inspiring people to remove any excuses, remove any attachments, to remove any stereotypical beliefs around their age and just to get on with living their absolutely best life. That's awesome. That, no, it's a fa- and I've had a, listened to a few episodes and it's awesome. And it's oh, a little thanks. bit in contrast. <laughs> it's in contrast. It's similar vein, but oh, there's a bit of contrast to Inside the Champion's Mind, which is another podcast that you do, which I have to say I'm quite the devotee. Uh, um, <laughs> no, it's interesting. People have a really – Inside the Champion's Mind has a real cult following. It really does so surprise it us. It's, it, it's – I think um, – I think – I'll let you explain. I was going to say how, as a listener, what I think of it, but you tell right, me. Well, what, this is how Lawrence and I see it because it's, it's, I think from what I can tell, it's the only podcast on the couch where we just freestyle with whatever's going on in our life, often challenges, sometimes victories. We rarely interview people. We literally get on and we go, what's been going on in your life, this, that, and the other. We go, all right, there's plenty to talk about in that event that everyone else can relate to. Let's extrapolate that. Let's draw that out. Let's go into the nitty gritties of it. Um, and we pretty much, uh, we kind of say we do therapy on each other. Like it's just fun. 
I think you even um, say that sometimes at the start of an episode, yeah, that we, it's we your just, check-in for your therapy We session. just love it. We love, we love how we feel, particularly at the end of the podcast. So we might talk about how to deal with criticism. We might talk about how to deal with family members. We might talk about how to gain trust, what happens if trust is broken. We might talk about how to deal with people that have different values to you or, or that see the world in different ways to you. And this all comes on the back of our own challenges, our own experiences, our own events. And it's interesting because the journalist in me is like it's lazy journalism because we don't, we don't get many guests on. But all the feedback that we get is that people love People love the two of us just opening up about our lives. So we're somewhat hesitant to, to bring guests on because see, people seem to love just us letting it all out. And even though it, it, that relaxed conversation is there and it's easy to listen in, I think what really speaks to me as a clinical psychologist is the way that you guys quite masterfully allow the listener to conceptualize the steps. It's it's not so matter, this is what I'm doing that's great for me. See you later. It's really about saying, you know, I think there was even an episode where you started a bit flat and you were sort of like, you know, I'm a bit, you know, it's not really happening for me at the moment. <laughs> and Lawrence, not that I've met Lawrence, but I feel like I've met him through the podcast. But, uh, and podcast he was kind of... and radio is great like that, isn't it? You feel <laughs> like you know people because you get to hear them, hear them every week. Yeah. And and he was just sort of like, radio, well, this is how we're going to do it. And and the concrete steps and and I guess the call to action at the end of each podcast around that particular topic. I think it's really helpful. I think the listener can sort of be quite, you know, reflect on their own lives and what they can take from that episode. And I think that's what makes it really quite special. So if anyone out there is listening that looking for, um, to become a champion in whatever aspect in their lives, I think it's a really great podcast. But uh, very kind, <laughs> no, it's well deserved. But something else I'm really interested in is I've heard that you're doing another program, your very own program called the Exceptional Life Blueprint. Yes, it's consuming my life at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about it and like how yeah, you came, sure. where it came from, and what it's all about? Yeah, well, I mean, this has been in my brain and in my heart and in my soul pretty much since that moment reading John Robbins and I'm sure a lot of people listening can can relate to this and I always knew that something was going to happen that would make this program, I suppose, be created and I always knew that something would happen but I didn't quite know how or what. I just knew that I would I would have some impact on helping people, again, improve their perceptions of aging but more so improve the perceptions of what they're willing to get out of their own life and we had a business uh, up until August 2013 and so I always found it really difficult to just have the time space and the mind space to to create this program whilst we had a business and then when uh, we moved up to Byron Bay in April this year and I was doing some consulting and uh, I was consulting for 20 to 30 hours a week and I always said that the other 10 or 20 hours of my working week I would devote to creating this program but I found it so difficult to switch off and switch on maybe and you could probably tell me why Carrie but I just put it down to the fact that my male brain was just so I'm, I'm really I'm really that typical male that one thing at a time is how I is how I work best and to cut a long story short just before the wellness summit started in August I finished up my consulting and which was a blessing because I knew that as soon as this consulting gig finished I would have 
pretty much my entire week to dedicate to this program, which I hadn't fully created in my head, but I knew as soon as I had the time to do it, I would be able to do so, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I kind of had to sit with the uncertainty of I didn't exactly know what I was going to do, but I knew that once I had the space to do it, the answer would come. And so it was only in, um, only in late July, early August that I really began to put together this exceptional life blueprint. I really put together everything, a lot, not everything, but a lot, the absolute best content that I've come across. Again, as a journalist, I'm always, I'm always absorbing content, but then as a journal, I'm trying to filter it or to summarize it into the, I suppose, not just the most entertaining package, but the most relevant package, what's relevant to people out there so that they can, again, truly make the rest of their life the best of their life. But I coined that into four videos that go for about an hour and a half to really give people a summary of what it truly takes to live an exceptional life. And I broke it down into eight steps and a lot of those steps were in an order that most of us wouldn't consider. So to, to begin with, the, the most important part of living a life of purpose is to, sorry, to live an exceptional life, I gave the answer away, is to live a life of purpose. Whereas most people generally think that living an exceptional life is about eating well and moving well. And they think that if we're eating a good diet and we're getting some regular exercise, then we're generally going to live a great life. But if you look at the great lives that have gone before us and the great lives that are being lived today, there is a recipe, there is a syntax, there is an order that many of them have in common and it's just too hard to ignore and I just felt that I had to share that with people and I'll tell you what, the response that I got when I launched the Exceptional Life Blueprint, was it was absolutely mind-blowing, very humbling I must say and wasn't what I was expecting, uh, much bigger than what I was expecting but I was so glad that it truly did strike a chord with people and it, I think the fact that, it, that what I was explaining was that living your magnificent life is not about obsessing with food and obsessing with exercise. It's actually much more than that in a way that it's almost quite relieving. People found a lot of value in that. That's great. And, and it sounds like it was a natural flow. So if you look at what you were just saying about 100 not out and looking at that recipe for what is you know a fulfilling and long life and then also inside the champion's mind about not necessarily goal-focused but becoming a champion in different aspects of, of people's lives so it, it does sound like it's been like quite a, a natural or, or as they say an organic process yeah well I think you know and I think you're spot on I think I think all of us would be wise to recognize that we've got so many pieces to the puzzle of life that are in our life right now but we often don't we often don't see how they're all connected so yeah. a lot of people particularly with their with their work they often forget all of the skills and the lessons that they've learned in all of their prior jobs particularly the jobs that they that they didn't like. And people, when I'm, I seem to be doing a lot of work with people about their life purpose. And what I recognize is that a lot of people have a great skill set, but they, they really only focus on what they have, what they're doing now. Yeah, and, not, the, not the transferable part. I think yeah, people forget that, that, the transferable skills, yeah. Precisely. So, you know, I look at, yes, 100 not out. I think interviewing so many people and seeing where a lot of the common traits were really just reaffirmed a lot of what I'd already learned about wonderful long lives and actually getting to speak to them live on the air and hear them talk about, you know, hear them talk about their terrible diets, you know, but they're in their 100s. Yeah. You know, hear Ruth Frith say that she doesn't eat vegetables. You know, hear Dexter Kruger, who's a 104-year-old farmer up in Queensland, talk about his coffee and cake and his coffee at midnight. And I just have to, as the journalist in me goes, hold on a minute, like, you're 104 and you're having coffee and cake for morning tea and afternoon tea 
and you're having coffee at midnight. Okay, then. So maybe nutrition, and you're not the only one, then maybe nutrition is not the absolute be-all and end-all of living a great life. Or maybe it's the context in which they were having that coffee and cake that countered the effects, say, of stress or something that the person exactly. next to them, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so that's that was a really big aha moment for a lot of people is that there's plenty of people out there that are obsessing about their food and dying prematurely and plenty of people out there that aren't eating the best diets but enjoying it and enjoying it with others in great social in, you know, environments and living magnificent lives. And that was really a big light bulb for people. They really began to realize that they didn't have to go and be reckless about food. It wasn't that they were going to have you know, 50th birthday parties at McDonald's and having Macca's meetings at business uh, time and all the rest. They weren't, <laughs> they weren't dropping the ball. They were just beginning to recognize that you know, if they were gluten-free and they were at a wedding and the chocolate cake came out and they were having great conversations with the table and they knew the chocolate cake had gluten in it, they didn't have to have an anxiety attack in the process. They could actually just relax, take a breath, know that if they weren't celiac, they could have that chocolate cake and everything would be okay. They could enjoy the process and not have to worry about the guilts or anything else. So it's just really fascinating. So what have you learned about some of your participants? Like, oh. What have you learned about people through the Exceptional Life Blueprint? Oh, well, okay. I think, well, I don't know if it's what I've learned, but I think generally the human condition, we are very hard on ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah. We make it very hard to win and we make it very easy to lose and that's in any area of our life. So we make it very hard to feel happy and very easy to feel sad. We make it very hard to feel successful and very easy to feel unsuccessful. And, and, and you know, people that join the Exceptional Life Blueprint, so people are, for, for, the, for the initial launch, the actual program was $700. So people are putting good money into their, into their life. So I always say for people to be putting money into their life, whether it's they do my program or they do um, any other personal development program, for people to invest in themselves already makes them exceptional because learning or personal development is a very, it's, it's, a, unique, it's a unique character trait that a person must have in order to do it. Not everyone does personal development. A lot of people think that once they finish school, they are done and that they don't learn and that they don't further themselves and they just do their job and that's their lot in life and that's it. So, But at the same time, people that join the program, uh, I would say they're probably even more harder on themselves because they've got higher standards for their life. So it's a positive discontent, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so I often you know, recommend to people that you have to find what your positive discontent is. Like like a, to, yeah, yeah, like a state of tension that uh, there's enough tension for them to act. So to speak. yeah, precisely. You you can't be so relaxed. I mean, we've all felt that feeling of you go on a holiday, and if you've ever been on a holiday for too long, you start to get antsy. Mm. Like you need to do something. Often people talk about the examples of people that retire. So someone might. So even just the, the general retirement story. Let's call it sixty-five. Retire. You know, they might go away for the first month or two. They might travel to Europe and live a few dreams. But after a while, that retired person gets antsy. They need to add value to something or someone or they go nuts. Yeah. And so you've got to figure out what it is for you that makes you go a little bit nutty if you don't do it. That passion. And yeah, and I think that so there's a there's a healthy level of discontent and people often say even I mean the big one is with money. People often say I don't want money, I don't need money, you know, I'm not I'm not worried about money, but most people that say they don't want money or they don't need money or it's not a big focus are often stressing about money. So I'm often about saying, well hold on a minute. If you know if you know that you actually want to grow because all of us have a have a need to grow whether it's 
growing by watching a new TV series or growing by earning more money or growing by having a new relationship or we all need to grow but it's often so important to recognize that it's actually important that we grow in the areas of our life that we are really quite inspired by mm, yeah. and that, so that we, we feel like we're being pulled to grow, not pushed to grow, that we feel like we're being pulled to grow and, and that's really what I think is just, you know, that's why I, I put life purpose as the number one element of an exceptional life is because we have to work out when we wake up and we go to work, whether it's working as a parent, working in a in an office, working as a builder, whatever it is that we're working on, it has to be a pull to get us there. We don't have to feel we it's not it's not a great feeling to feel like we're being pushed to work. That makes yeah. sense? Yeah. So what about you? What have you learned about yourself through this process? Well I often think about this each day and that is I am just for me, I'm truly grateful that I am at that I'm at a point in my life where I am pulled to be doing what I'm doing each day. I am absolutely in love with what I'm doing. I just I cannot stop creating this content, getting out. You know, when you've got all of that information in your brain and you've just got to let it loose. That's what I love about the world these days with technology, whether it's with podcasts or blogs, videos and the rest. You know, if you want to express yourself, there are so many ways to do it. And But I do recognize that, that fear is holding a lot of people back still from expressing themselves, but you cannot ignore the fact that there are more ways to express oneself today than there ever have been. Yes. Um, and so I just, I'm so grateful that there's so many great opportunities to do that. And yeah, I just love, you know, my, my working days, I'm working from home, I love working from home and I just... Yeah, I'm very grateful, but I'm grateful in a way that, you know, I think it's important to recognize that it doesn't, you don't just fall into, you don't just fall into your dream job. You don't just fall into your life purpose. It takes a lot of work. I look at all of the people that have, that are living their, living their dreams and they've worked so hard for it. Yeah. And a lot of people kind of hope that it just kind of lands in their lap, but nothing worth fighting for, whether it's children, whether it's a relationship whether it's your life purpose, they don't fall into your lap. Labor, labor pains, I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. Labor pains aren't easy. Setting up businesses aren't easy. Doing your life purpose is not easy. It wasn't meant to be easy. Doing an easy job is easy, but living your life purpose is designed to be hard work. It's why you value it so much. That's awesome. Like It sounds like such an amazing program and it sounds like everyone's getting a lot out of it. So as we get towards the end of the episode, I was just wondering if you could share with us maybe your top three things that you do daily or weekly that keep you relaxed or focused and balanced. Ah, good one. All right, top three. Definitely exercise. Yeah. I have to exercise in the morning. No, I have to. If I don't exercise in the morning, I'm not my best Self, I really like a bit of cave time in the morning. I like to exercise by myself. I occasionally like to exercise with others, but Sarah and I have a great routine. I'm up at six. I'm exercising. We do a swap, then she exercises. I make breakfast for the kids while Sarah's exercising. Sarah comes out, breakfast on the table for her. I go in, get dressed, start my day, ready nice. to go. Um, that's and that that for me, if that doesn't happen daily or at least six days a week, we generally give ourselves one weekend day off from exercise and you end up doing incidental exercise with the kids but that's definitely one. Another one for me is definitely definitely time out for the brain and the soul during the working day. So I like to work in, in modes of de- either 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off. Sometimes it might be 90 minutes on, 15 minutes off, half an hour off but it's just so important to have breaks. Okay, if yeah. I don't have breaks, I'm fried by the end of the day, particularly when I'm creating content. 
so many, you know, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I've got twelve books on my desk at the moment, and how many? Three on my bed. I feel I've got twenty books in my line of sight right now, <laughs> yeah. just just in in the content creation place that I'm in. So I'm bombarded with content. If I don't give myself some time out, man, oh man, I I just I fry. So time out, and that might be just going out and playing with the kids for fifteen minutes. Might be going for a walk. Might be going down the beach. But time out definitely. And and then lastly, a big ritual for me is time with my wife Sarah. Couch time at night, just time to. Go through the day. Gets you know, Sarah can tell me anything she wants to. I can tell her anything I want to. We can just have some special time together. And I think yeah, they're they're probably for me my my three big ones. Great, that's awesome. So you've told us about we know the podcasts. We can find them at the Wellness Couch. I think that's the three W's, thewellnesscouch.com. But tell us about Exceptional Life Blueprint. How can people sure. find you? Yep. If people want to watch those videos that I spoke about earlier, they're absolutely free. They go about 90 minutes in duration. Uh, if you go to exceptionallifeblueprint.com.au, exceptionallifeblueprint.com.au, uh, pop in your name and email address, you get access to those videos and away you go. So that's where it all happens there. People can search for me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Marcus D. Pierce. You can keep in contact with me there. And um, yeah, look forward, as I say, I use it every week on 100 Not Out, but I truly look forward to helping people make the rest of their life the best of their life. It's something that I'm very inspired to teach. It sounds like an awesome program. Well, that was a great show, Marcus. Thank you so much for joining me and the listeners. Well, I hope you found today's information valuable. I did. Don't forget to support the show by telling your friends or you can go to our Facebook page, Carrie Thompson Casey, that's Thompson without a P, and like us there and give us your feedback. So take care, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.